Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. Welcome to Sunday Talks. I appreciate you uh, joining us uh, for this episode. And we're in this fall season. We're calling it Cornucopia because we're doing a little bit of everything. We've got we've had a lot of our church members who are involved in ministry. And uh, when I was thinking about this, a uh, brother came to my mind that I wanted you to meet and get to hear uh, some of his story. Jeff Paxton is pastor of First Baptist Church Dover. Yep. He's also the, how I've gotten to know him, I knew of him as that, but I got to know him this past year a lot because we spent a lot of time together yes. as he is the president of the executive board of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. And as I get to be president of the convention, uh, we're on a lot of committees together, and we yes. spent spent a lot of time doing that. And we're going we're going to get to do it another year, Jeff. Looks so, like it. Looks yeah, like it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, he's been uh, at Dover for thirty four years. Yes, sir. Yeah, thirty four years. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about your story and your your family there. And okay, yeah. Uh, yeah well, originally I'm from Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, spent the first probably twenty five years of my life there, and. Um, um, my wife is from there, and you've heard the old saying, and married your high school sweetheart. I married my elementary school oh, wow. sweetheart. Yeah, 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 I had a crush on her in the third grade, yeah. and uh, that's that's a true story. She hates it when I say that, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and um, but we got by God's grace, we married and grew kind of grew up in Memphis, and uh, she's a registered nurse now, surgical nurse, and um, when um, we God called us to, to come to uh, Dover. And I come to Arkansas, didn't know anything about Arkansas, didn't know mm-hmm. anything about that, but uh, knew about where Little Rock was, but yeah. sure had never heard of Dover. But uh, so we came, and uh, when we came, we had a six-month-old son, Austin, mm. and we had our uh, daughter here, and that's Ashley, and they both are up and grown, married, mm. live in Fayetteville. Yeah. And um, so I have two Two grandsons, okay, uh, yeah. about three and a half, one and a half. Keep us busy, man. Life changes when you have yeah. grandchildren. Oh, they but, do. Uh, yeah. What a blessing! And now I have a. Uh, my daughter is uh, the end of this month, looking to have a, a little girl. So mm. uh, yeah. see, see kind of how that goes with a little yeah. girl. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 where we were, and we spent first twenty five years of our life, I guess, in Memphis, and now the last thirty four years or so here in uh, in Arkansas. Yeah, we came. Mississippi's kind of like the. Crossing the Red Sea over into the Promised Land, wasn't it? Is that, Amen. Okay. I always used to, I always used to joke with our folks when I'd go back to Memphis. I'm, I'm going back to the Promised Land, and now that that lasted for about two years. Yeah, <laughs> that joke. Yeah, and uh, and now when I leave Memphis and I come over yeah. here, I'm so thankful to the yeah. Lord for bringing me yeah. here. So yeah. it's a blessing well, for sure. I'm thankful we brought you here too, and and we talked about this this year some even. Uh, like I remember a phone call one day. I called you right after I think maybe we first met. We we're going coming back from Little Rock from meeting and i told you then how i felt like god had for such a time as this had put you in the role you're in with the with the executive board um so a lot of our people and I, there'll be pastors and others who, who will listen to or watch this sure. but a lot of our our members who, who watch this 
maybe not as familiar. In fact, you know, I think we're all still kind of learning about how this works. But, exactly. but the, the state convention has an executive board, which you we're both part of, mm-hmm. uh, but you are the president. So tell a little bit about what that role is and what maybe a little bit about what the executive board does. Well, um, yeah, it's a learning process. Has yeah. I served on the executive board probably, I don't know, eight or ten years ago. And it was a real learning process then. But, uh, you know, I, I probably everybody knows that uh, I don't know, we have, I don't know, four, over 1,400 churches mm-hmm. in our convention in our state. And uh, they sign the people to serve on this board. And they come from all over the state. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's just a, it's an opportunity. The way I see it is we, we, do the, we do the work of the convention when yeah. the convention is right. not yeah. in session, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot to that. Yeah. Broken down, I guess, finances, looking at, you think about all our boards and agencies, mm-hmm. institutions, um, get to be a little financial accountability for them mm-hmm. and uh, see their budget, see what they're doing financially. And then it's, uh, it's also the ministries um, program, what we call program committee. Um, is what are our goals? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we? How do we reach the state? How do we plant more churches? How do we reach Arkansas and beyond? Right. And um, cast the vision and the goals to reach that vision. And so we're constantly evaluating where we've been, where we're going, and it's overseeing a lot of that. And then it's the operating, just basically day to day stuff, hiring different mm-hmm. people, and um, dealing with the challenges that come with running yeah. a, a large organization like that. And uh, and then the big thing, I guess, this. This year will be hiring a new executive director. Yeah, the executive yeah. board will actually be actually the one to, to that, hire yeah. the. Yeah. That's the way the constitution bylaws for the convention say is that the executive board will do that. So mm-hmm. it's a big, it's a big job, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what the convention does. And yeah. I'm, I'm just humbled to, to be yeah. a small, small part of that. Well, and and we just we're actually looking at the list today of of sure. people who are on the executive board. It's it's the who's who of Arkansas Baptist. I mean, it's an honor to get to yes. be. President, it says a lot about you, how people feel about you and trust you, and 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 you did a great job this year, and that's why we elected you again, and and appreciate you. Well, you know the, um, I don't know, uh, everybody has a skill set, a gifting that God gives them, and I don't know that it's nothing that I really ever sought or would mm-hmm. think that I would be really very good at it, but I do want to serve, mm-hmm. and um, you know the, the biggest blessing to me in being in this position, I, I thought about this is over the last year or so is. Just meeting with our agencies. Oh yeah, uh, you know, meeting with the children's home, Derek yeah. Brown. Me- meeting with uh, Dr. Sales at OBU and yeah. um, Jason at Siloam, the, the Camp Siloam. Just all these folks and hearing what the Lord is doing. Yes, I mean yeah. that is so cool. Right. And I don't know how you know I need to do more of it, but yeah. I don't share with my church. Exactly. You know yeah. all the things, and they need to know. We're it's. 1400 plus churches cooperating mm-hmm. yeah and we all have a hand in it um but we, we need to hear about it because yes. god's doing some great yeah. great we, we don't do very good uh pr for our organizations i agree and, and i uh, don't anyway. yeah we, we don't either and we had uh you know with our our choir getting to go and be a part of it so we had about you know 50 60 of our members at the convention and several of them came back and said i didn't know all this I, <laughs> exactly. you talk about lottie moon and annie armstrong and all these things but now we get to see it at the local level, and so exactly. yeah. I, but but yeah. we've got to do a better job of, of getting that word out. But that sure. that's been the biggest yeah. blessing of all. Yeah. And the other things are are necessary, you know. And hiring a new exec is going to be really really important. We we're autonomous churches, but mm-hmm. 
we we cooperate. We hear about the cooperative right. program. We work together, and we need the right man to help lead us. Yeah, you know, when time you bring different people and say everybody's got opinions, and you know, and trying to get everybody to work together, and that'll be a big task. And yeah. so, getting him will be a big task as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what we're uh, been tasked to do. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you in too is because I think it's it's a place that you have expertise in that I don't. And at my age, I don't think I'm ever going to have this, Jeff. So it's something I'm, I'm you know, unless I unless I can work into my 80s. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you have been pastor at First Baptist Dover for 34 years, yeah. and you thought that was a long time until I told you how long Don Chandler had been over at exactly. Central across town. Exactly. He, and he's been on Sunday talks. Don's been there 43 years, but you you can make it. You still yeah. got you still got a ways to go, <laughs> but. Uh, um, you know that that's just incredible. I mean, I, I I think I've read recently. I think the numbers have gone up, but it's it's. I think it's. I know it's less than four years. I think is the average tenure of a mm-hmm. of a pastor. It used yeah. to be like two and a half. I think it's gone gone up over yeah. maybe three now. But right. it's still about every three years, a lot of churches are seeing that turnover. And you know, um, here I am in January. I'll hit six years, and that's yeah. my longest tenure. And I'm fifty five years old. So, yeah, sure. uh, but uh, what's what's kept you at First Baptist Dover, 34 years. Well, you know, it's it's interesting looking back. Number one, time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you think, man, you look, you blink and the years go by. But we were 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both, my wife and I, were 25 years old when, when they called us to come. And um, we were young, we were green, but we had a heart to serve. You know, mm-hmm. and I think we were very sincere when we went to First Dover uh, I can rem- I don't remember all the detail, but one of the things I do remember is saying, "Lord, I'm I'm, I'm giving my life here. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm planting my I want to plant my life." Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea it'd be 34 years. Yeah. You know, really, there's been several opportunities that have come, and just the Lord kept us there. Mm-hmm. And so it's been uh, it's it is unique. But I would yeah. you know I pre- you know let me I should have prefaced what I was going to say by. Everybody, every pastor's different, you mm-hmm. know, and and you mentioned the phrase there from Esther for such a time as this, and I think God calls pastors to do that too. And mm-hmm. so, um, pastor may stay, you know, five years or eight years or ten years, and um, and that's what God wanted them to yeah. do, you know. Yeah. And so, some may stay a long time. That's got what God wanted them to do. I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is right and the other is wrong or this one's better and this. It's 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 all different. And God uses us just like he, we have different mm-hmm. personalities and different giftings, and and he has he's sovereign over all yeah. of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it is unique, but uh, I'm grateful for how God calls and uses men yeah. uh, to do His work. Well, yeah, and I think this relates because a lot of our church members will watch this. This I think there's there's I want I want you to talk a little bit about what advantages you've had because of tenure, because I do think it relates to I think it relates to business. I think it relates to you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you're involved in, but certainly in serving in the church, how, how, how is staying there, what, what advantages have you seen from that? Yeah, I, I think there, you know, I like the word, I think there's advantages. I think there's challenges too. Sure. But f- first of all, the advantages, I guess, would be, um, well, number one, you really get to know the people. They mm-hmm. really get to know you. Yeah. And, you know, churches have reputations just like people have reputations. Mm-hmm. And um, 
sometimes churches have the idea when they call a pastor, they, they just feel like in their heart, if you were to ask them, well, he's, he's not, he'll be here for a couple of years, mm-hmm. three years, yeah. and he's gone. You yeah. know, uh, the stepping stone mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's sad, but some churches, more probably in a rural setting, but have, uh, they just feel like we're, we're stepping stone. And I, mm-hmm. I just think that um, I can remember when the search, uh, first few search teams had come, mm-hmm. you know, and we're, we're there. And people are not dumb. They, they, they know. They, know they figured that yeah. out. And, and uh, they knew I was talking. And, and there, was a, there were several of those. And looking back, and um, at the time, I knew that, uh, I guess, in the eyes of the the flesh or the yeah. world. Yeah. Said, well, that's a bigger church. It's a bigger budget. It's more people. Yeah. And, uh, and I think our folks probably felt like, well, that's, we knew that day was coming. And, but when, when we didn't do that, and I always ask my wife, Lord, uh, Marshall, what do you think? What are you, what's God telling you? And, and as, we had kindred spirits during mm-hmm. those times. She would say, Jeff, there's so much work to do here. Mm-hmm. There's that's so many good. lost people yeah. here. Yeah. Why? Why would we? You know. Why would God say go do that? And I mm. said, well, you know. And so it just it just confirmed it. And yeah. so we stayed. But back to what I was going to say, the people mm-hmm. when they saw that it happened several times, yeah. it was just like, man, this guy really does love us. Yeah. Yeah. He, and it yeah. just it built into them, and I think it edified them that he really cares. And not that again. Please hear my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who stays five years, they, they yeah. can, they can have, they absolutely, have the same thing. Absolutely. But yeah. it, I just saw something on a different level, at least for me. This is anecdotal. This mm-hmm. is this is my my story, I guess. But they they knew that I loved them right. and I loved where I right. was. I was happy where I was. I yeah. wasn't looking to step to something mm-hmm. else. And I, I think that helped my ministry. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I, and you know, the, the, like you, you've seen kids grow up. Go through the youth group, get married, you know, exactly. got their kids, and yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. Is um, it goes both ways. I, I, I've got to um, see them; they've got to see me. Mm-hmm. I've walked; we've walked through life together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I, I can remember leading leading an eight year old boy to, to Christ mm-hmm. and and watching him grow, and maybe having to counsel him as a teenager mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And then I yeah. married. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, and now maybe I've dedicated their child. Right. And now he serves on the deacon body. That's a true story. Oh, yeah. With us. Yeah. yeah. And that happened multiple. Now, it doesn't always end that way, yeah. but that's that's the story with uh, a lot of. But yeah. then also, you look at it on the other side of it. I thought about this is that they get to see you live life. Mm-hmm. We go there, we've got an infant and a baby's born. And um, so they see us parents of babies and toddlers mm-hmm. and they see us go through the rearing children just like everybody else yeah. and raising teenagers and getting them to college, getting them through that. And now being a granddad, they, they've gotten to see all of that. Right. So they see me, I see them. And it's, it's just a real, I think a, a really strong bond. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I think they would say the yeah. same thing. So. You know, thinking about advantages, this came up on my time hop uh, yesterday. I thought it was kind of interesting knowing I was going to talk to you. My home church is Pickles Gap Baptist Church, and, yeah. and they had their anniversary a few years back, and I was there for it, and this is where this came up. <clears> T.W. <throat> Hayes was the pastor there longer than anybody else from 1935, 1957. He was my mom's pastor and yeah. other family. But it was also their greatest period of growth and expansion. And I think you could look at a lot. I, I, yeah. I don't know Dover's history, but I think I could probably say that about your tenure I know I could about Central, and I think it, you know Emmanuel, who's had you know long Paul Paul Sanders, a member of our church at Geyer Springs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the the 
staying there and it, particularly when things are going well and you're, you're able to see some, some, some yeah. growth that exactly. it is, it does allow for expansion. And I think part of that's just the trust level Yes, that like you just yes. said, when, when opportunities came to go and you didn't go, well, Hey, maybe this guy is committed here and maybe we ought to be committed yeah. and we can, we can, we can invest in buildings. We can invest in ministries because he's here for the long haul. So I, yeah, I, there's so much truth in that, Larry. I, you know, when we came, it was, I mean, it, we're not, we're not, we're a small church still, but, uh, it was, it was really, really small handful of people, but, um, we've been blessed. God's blessed with growth. I've been through probably now four building campaigns mm-hmm. and building things. And, um, and that was the other thing I was just so, when we went into a building campaign and then a church would contact me, I just never felt a piece yeah. to leave during yeah. I said, man, we're starting this and, you know, things were $2 million and then a life center, you know, mm-hmm. pushing $3 million and those kinds of things. And I just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. Now, again, right. God can do anything with anybody. Abs- abs- he may bring yeah. somebody else in yeah. to see them through that kind of a thing. Right. And, and I know that happens. But yeah. for me and my heart, my spirit was, I'm going to walk this with you. I led yeah. you to do yeah. it. I'm going to yeah. walk through it with you. And so, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of uh, good growth that way and a tremendous blessing. Yeah. Well, I didn't think about asking this, but I'm going to go, I'm going to throw you a curveball sure. now. Sure. So you did mention, Hey, there are a lot of advantages. We didn't begin to get maybe tip the iceberg or some of those, mm-hmm. but there are some challenges that, that exactly. And I think that's why maybe sometimes folks don't stick around a long mm-hmm. time. So what, what are some of the challenges you see that you've come through as, as a long tenure? Well, you know, I think there. Every church has issues. You know, and this is again anecdotal. But for me, if you look at churches, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. But a church where a pastor comes and stays two years and leaves, and when I came, it, the average was eighteen months. As mm-hmm. in the Southern wow. Baptist Convention, yeah. that was nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I was always told. You know, you don't change anything for a year. That's right. what I coming out yeah. of seminary and said, you're going to want to change it. Don't change one thing for a year. Yeah. Just preach the word and love the people. And yeah. I did that. And I'm yeah. thinking, okay, you do that for a year. You got six months. What, yeah. what can yeah. you do? You can't yeah. do that. So, but churches, you know, I look at churches that the pastor is two years. Next guy comes in, it's two years. Next guy, it's two and a half years. Um, then you look at someone churches where man they stay an extended amount mm-hmm. of time. Again, anecdotal, just my experience. But the churches where there's constant role, it's there's they're not a healthy church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, healthy churches. It seems like again, mm-hmm. yeah, my no, I think you're right. They they have a longer tenured pastor. And, and Dover's been that way, and God's just blessed us. You think about the last sixty years, Dover's had two pastors. Wow! So that's wow. pretty amazing. That is amazing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the challenge is to me is I think it'd be the challenge in in life in general if you've been at a job for so long, and mm-hmm. that is you could get complacent. Yeah, yeah. You can go through the motions. Uh, you stay in your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you know you think about. Um, in the New Testament, when God, when Jesus called people, um, He always called them out. Of t- and they, if they did any, did great things, great faith, whatever it was, He called them out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And and I think to do great things, that's really what we because yeah. what it says is, Lord, I am weak, but you are strong. I can't do this. You right. can, right? And so 
the danger for long tenures is that, man, yeah, they do know me. I do know them and mm-hmm. we're comfortable mm-hmm. and we're going to get in the rut. We're just yeah. keep doing the same thing. Yeah. So how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, personally, and I would need probably counsel on this. <laughs> I, it would be great to hear other people, but for me personally, we do, we do an annual evaluation. We look, but we mm-hmm. take our calendar and say, okay, what great. did we do last year? Mm-hmm. And uh, what worked, what didn't work, what helped us achieve the goals that we had set and um, and so what do we need to get rid of? What do we need to add? And that kind of a thing. And then the other thing, I, you know, I think is a is to help with the ch- that challenge is a sabbatical. Mm. Um, mm. You know, church has been very gracious to give me. I've I've probably only, uh, taken just a, one or two, two or three of them, I mm. guess. But and I don't see a sabbatical as a vacation. You know, right. it's it's, right. it's a it's a four weeks to to say, hey, I'm going to study i'm going to seek the lord i'm going to pray and i want to mm. be fresh and that's yeah how, that's how we, we do that daily right but that's how we stay fresh yeah. so i think that to me is the biggest challenge is, is staying fresh lord what do you want mm. uh, what are you doing give me renew this vision right and give me a heart and a passion to do it when you get when a new pastor comes in man he's excited oh right? yeah yeah you know yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do this i want to do that yeah. and i'm kind of he's getting to know the people and so to keep that you know that that's the that's the yeah. challenge I think yeah and I and and my personnel committee knows I'm not pushing this but we've talked okay. about sabbaticals okay. but I, I I you know John McCollum over at First Hot Springs yeah. of course he's been he's been there not quite as long as you've been here but yeah. well, well over twenty maybe twenty five years yeah. but he does that every summer takes some time off and I I've seen so many guys even guys get to retirement and they um, they're off about four weeks and then they're revived and they're rejuvenated man I wish I wish I hadn't wow. quit. You know, exactly. or I want to go do something else. So I do think there's some great value in that. Yes. And yeah. and even even when you don't get the sabbatical, which I'm grateful for the church giving us vacation time where we can sure. uh, get get away and get rejuvenated. And, and yes. uh, um, but I, I we need to we don't talk enough about what the convention does as a whole. And I don't think we talk enough about guys like yourself that have done that for a long time in in, a, in the same place because it is harder. It's yeah, easier exactly. to make a move and, and make those adjustments. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well, and, and it's really fresh on us, and, and uh, this church, I, I've shared this with you before, uh, we had a pastor who'd been here for 27 years and yeah. uh, had a great ministry here, uh, but you don't ever want to be the guy. Nobody's going to want to follow you. And, <laughs> well, so, and nobody wanted to follow David Hatfield. He'd been here 27 years, yeah. and so the church had an interim uh, period. In fact, it bounced around. It was going to be Don Moore, and mm-hmm. it had been great, but he couldn't. Have. His wife was was ill at the time, sure. and then uh, David Bond became available. And he'd never done an intentional interim before, yeah. and so uh, he came here and spent a year here. And they loved. They loved. In fact, I only had one no vote for for me on the on the thing on the uh, call, and the young lady who did that said. I just didn't want David to leave, and so so it wasn't so much yeah. against me as it was him. But he was well loved, and yes. and the thing that that what they may not know about you is the fact that uh, really, not long after you came to Dover, you issued a call to to David Bond. So exactly. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, when I came to Dover, it was a one horse deal, you know, yeah. and I was the horse, yeah. you know, and. Uh, and so, but we were growing, and, um, and we needed somebody to help us in music. We needed help everywhere, but music and youth was the thing you did. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and they, I guess when that was, but in the '90s. But um, so, yeah, we piled into our church van, drove down to Arkadelphia. He was yeah. a student at uh, OBU, and uh, we hired him to be an intern. 
And then we loved him so much. We said, okay, he had one more year. So let, let's, you finish and we'll, we'll hire you when you get yeah. through. And yeah. so, uh, he was my first full-time hire. We were his first full-time mm-hmm. job. And, uh, man, I love David. I yeah. um, love his family, Renee and Kelsey was born there in mm-hmm. Dover, mm-hmm. but, um, he's just a great, great friend. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, um, David was, I said this at his funeral and it's, it's, I mean it with all my heart. He was so gifted. Mm-hmm. He was, he, there's a difference between wisdom and intelligence. And David mm-hmm. was so smart. So into mm-hmm. nothing he couldn't do and grasp and, and great ideas. And, but he was also practical. Some people are so intelligent that yeah. your eyes glaze over yeah. when you're talking to him, you know, and, but he was so practical down to, yeah. I mean, he'd go to a ball game with you, play golf with you, fish with mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and, but he was so wise. Mm-hmm. And even probably two months ago, I was calling David mm. about a situation at church. You know, saying, yeah. hey, this is going on. What do you think? You know, because I just pick his brain through the years and we stayed close through the years. And uh, he just had so much wisdom. Mm. And, you know, he, um, and you've probably experienced this, but I, I said it again at the funeral that I had David come do revivals for us, you know, just yeah. preach. And, and I jokingly said, because he would never do it, but he could have preached. He could sing. Yes. Because I think the heaven's down. I yeah. loved his voice and his heart. And I knew his heart. And that just really makes you love somebody yeah. more. But yeah. he could he could have led the music, led the worship team. He could have done your small groups, yeah. <laughs> Sunday school conference, yeah. and, and helped your finance team prepare a budget. He could have done all of it yeah. and done it well. Not just get by, done it well. Right. And... Um, he was just so gifted and yeah. very humble, yeah. but uh, a great yeah. friend. Yeah, sure. And and you did a great job with his service. That was a beautiful thing. I wish I wish more of our folks could have been there to to, to uh, hear hear about his story and see see that. Um, the uh, um, uh, one thing that happened at the convention that I I I had prayed would hope I really hoped would happen, and you got to share that. And and uh, so Washita and Arkansas Baptist Foundation yes. put together a scholarship because yeah. he loved Washita. I mean, he Absolutely. was he was a Washita grad, and and you know sent other people back there. Yes. Uh, but the uh, um, so the foundation set up a scholarship called and and I love the fact that they chose the title "The Heart of a Servant," Amen. Uh, which is what he was. And uh, so if people want to want to donate to that, I think Please. you can just go online at. Uh, is abf.org i'm pretty sure is the, the Arkansas foundation, foundation. Arkansas, yes. mm-hmm. and and uh, but you can get donate to that i think it's a great way to honor him exactly. and and continue that legacy because there are still churches that need music and youth pastors exactly and and i'm i'm an advocate for that my grandfather was he told me when i wanted to go into youth ministry he said son you need to learn how to play an instrument because <laughs> these churches can't afford to hire just a youth pastor exactly and uh uh, but but uh, I just I love that story and and you know it's just neat how God brought y'all together as young men yeah. and then you're able to carry through decades exactly. later. Yeah. We were so green, you know. I was I was so young, yeah. a young pastor yeah. finding my way, and and he was so, he was so young. Yeah. I wish you could see his little baby yeah. face yeah. right now. And uh, but but we just we did ministry together. We bounced things off of each other. He was such a you know he was a, I could run things by him, and I was doing that when. I was 30 years old and he was mm-hmm. 25 or whatever. Yeah. And I was still doing it when I was 60 and he yeah. was 50. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's the kind of relationship we had, yeah. but so valuable. Yeah. And that's, and that's unusual in ministry. Unfortunately, exactly. we don't, we don't keep some of those long-term relationships. Yeah, well, for sure. For sure. Well, uh, I appreciated you coming to share with us today, Jeff. And, and I think our, our people are going to enjoy this. Jeff has been telling me all, <laughs> nobody's going to want to watch or listen to this. 
uh, I think you'd be surprised. And I, wow. I'm, I'm encouraged to, every time I'm around you, I'm, I'm encouraged and lifted up. And you have just a great spirit about you. And I appreciate well, you're that. Kind. Thank you, Larry. Um, and, uh, but I encourage y'all to, to share this with other folks and uh, folks back in Dover. I hope they'll watch this and listen Absolutely. to it and, and see if he's telling us the truth about everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, we do encourage you to watch. And if you, if you do benefit from uh, Sunday Talks, let us know about it. And uh, we will we'll be back again next week with another episode. Thank you.